Well, today is, uh, like we said, uh, Camp Yeladim. Uh, this week has been Camp Yeladim. And so, uh, traditionally on the Shabbat, uh, at the end, we uh, really celebrate our youth and, and hear all about uh, what went on during the week and so that we can just appreciate what God is doing you know, uh, doing in our midst, all right? Uh, but I did want to take advantage of, the, um, of this week's uh, Torah portion to uh, share just real briefly a couple of things. You know, when we uh, have our camp, when our kids uh, uh, come together, it's more than uh, a great week of fun activities. It's, 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 it's a vehicle. That's what's happening. Uh, but it's much more than that. It's an opportunity for kids to come together to have a shared experience, uh, creating shared memories that builds into their messianic self-identity. And that's very, very important that uh, they come, they learn, they have fun, and they go away saying, this was good, and remembering it. Uh, and they're all part of that umbilical cord of when our uh, kids grow up, of having these kinds of uh, important memories. It is an investment that we send our kids to Camp Yeladim, just like it's an investment when we go to the UMJC conference. Same concept uh, uh, there. But I would say that uh, one of my observations uh, this year, you know, it is kind of interesting that in years past, not so much in recent history, but in years past, uh, you know, I would be uh, running around crazy and not even be able to, to see what's really happening just because of all the responsibilities. But now I'm kind of like standing around, it's, you know, uh, and getting out of the way, trying to stay out of the way, uh, which doesn't always work. Uh, but I'll tell you something that um, I really uh, found to be great about uh, this particular week is that how everybody came together as a team to make it a great week. Now, when I say everyone, I mean everyone. Uh, some of our adults took vacation time off of work. Uh, parents and others volunteered in a variety of capacities. Our teen counselors and other folks that were helping out were fantastic. And our campers were really very good. They listened well and were happy to help and and particularly on a Thursday uh, evening, when we had our overnight, when it came time for after dinner, I mean, everybody was just cleaning and, you know, throwing stuff away and, and doing the dishes and just all that kind of thing, making our fire in the back, you know, uh, that we had our bonfire and just everybody really worked uh, uh, very hard together, every single person. And that's what makes it a great experience for everyone. See, it, it's not so much just like receiving, having a good time, but in the act of serving, in the act of participating, that becomes a real enriching uh, time, a real enriching experience. And uh, this week's Torah portion actually has a little tiny section in it that deals with this very, very thing. And I just wanted to uh, read the beginning of chapter 32 
of Numbers, okay? And it kind of describes what we're talking about. And then following that, there's two verses in our Haftorah portion that speak directly to you guys that we want to make sure that we all hear. So in Numbers chapter 32, now this is the time when after all this time, Moses, who's only had headaches with everybody, is finally there at the brink, you know, uh, they're, they're at the edge and they're getting ready to enter the land. And then, of course, you know, this is the end of uh, the book of Numbers. That's why we said that little special thing at the end. Uh, and then uh, Deuteronomy is basically a series of sermons that Moses gives in a very short period of time. Okay? Uh, but it's at the end of Numbers that the, people, that the Jewish people are finally there, ready to go in. And Moses must have been thinking, okay, I've gotten over the hump. You know? I've gotten over all the complaining and everything. And now we're, now we're on the same page. We're going in. So then we see here in chapter 32, it says, Then the sons of Reuben and the sons of Gad had an exceedingly large number of livestock. So when they saw the land, uh, Jazer, in the land of Gilead, it was indeed a place suitable for livestock. So they're saying to themselves, you know, we're on this side of the Jordan. And I got to tell you, it looks pretty good. We have lots of cows and great grazing for our cows right here. Why do we need to go? Why do we need to cross the why all the why should we cross the, the Jordan? Can we just stay over here? And so they approach Moses, right? Uh, and, uh, and and we see here uh, it, it says uh, in verse five of chapter 32. If we have found favor in your sight, let this land be given to your servants as a possession. Do not take us across the Jordan. Ay, 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 ay. What, what must Moses have been thinking, right? But Moses said to the sons of Gad and the sons of Reuben, that we, oh, oh, we know what he's thinking. Shall your brothers go to war while you yourselves sit here? In other words, uh, you know, how unfair is that? that God has called us to conquer this land, oh, but it's good for your cows, so you don't want to go, right? Okay, so now in verse 7, now why are you discouraging the sons of Israel from crossing over the land which the Lord has given them? In other words, now he's saying, what a discouragement this is to everyone. Don't you understand? This is what your fathers did when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to see the land. For when they went up to the valley of Eshkol, and saw the land, they discouraged the sons of Israel so that they did not go into the land which the Lord had given them. He's saying, now you're doing the very same thing that caused us to have to stay in the wilderness all these years. Okay, You're thinking about yourself, your own fears, your own situation, and you're not at all thinking about the big picture of that really, you know, what we're doing here is greater than your personal uh, happiness, than your personal preferences, than your personal uh, sense of uh, comfort, than your own comfort level. There's something bigger than yourselves that you are a part of. That is what he's saying uh, 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 to them. See? Now, what's interesting, and this is part one because, you see, next week we are going to talk more about this because there's a whole communication thing going on here. 
That's fascinating. Here and also in the book of Joshua where that actually takes place. Uh, there's a lot of communication lessons for us to learn. That's for next week. But the people in these tribes hear what Moses is saying, and they say uh, here in verse uh, 16, Then they came near and to him and said, We will build here sheepfolds for our livestock and cities for our little ones, but we ourselves, we will be armed ready to go before the sons of Israel until we have brought them to their place, while our little ones live in the fortified cities because of the inhabitants of the land. We will not return to our homes until every one of the sons of Israel has possessed his inheritance. For we will not have an inheritance with them on the other side of the, of the Jordan and beyond, because our inheritance has fallen to us on this side of the Jordan toward the east. Uh, and then that's what... That's what happens. But what's fascinating is here, they say, Moses, we hear what you're saying, and uh, we will fight. We will go before our brethren, and we will fight the battle with them so that, because we are part of Israel, we will secure the land, and then we will, when we will not return until every single tribe has their inheritance. That is a powerful lesson. Uh, uh, for us. There's much to that story, but we need to recognize, of course, that uh, what we are engaged in is uh, much uh, bigger uh, than ourselves, right? We could say it about us, speaking to the adults, uh, our congregation has a vision, right, for reaching our people for Yeshua, being a place for a Jewish people to live Jewishly, demonstrating belief in Yeshua uh, and all that, and a place for people who are not Jewish to come and, and to be one together in Messiah Yeshua, demonstrating Israel's future today. We have a calling, right? Now, all of us, though, we may have preferences about everything. Preferences from the way we do our service to the way that we celebrate holidays to the way we operate in all kinds of ways, the way, we, the way we do different things that we do, right? But how important is it uh, 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 for us to share and move forward in a unified way uh, and not just be concerned about the way I see it or the way I want it, but to recognize we're part of something larger than ourselves. And this is true not only for us as a congregation, it's true for us as part of the Messianic Jewish movement, it's part of us as part of the Jewish community, part of the larger uh, uh, community as, as well. We need to see ourselves as part of a larger movement beyond just my own likes and dislikes and, and desires. And so with Campialadim, wow, you know, Campialadim is not just about coming and receiving, it's about coming and giving, right? And so all of you guys really demonstrated this. That there are certain things, you know, you'd like to do this at this time or that at this time. But when it was time for us to do stuff, you guys said, okay, okay, this is what, this is what we're supposed to be doing now. This is what we're going to do. And by serving in that way, each of you really has been able to demonstrate what it means to be a Messiah follower, to walk in Messiah. And even if you didn't like it, right, you did it anyway. But also serving 
and helping. And we had a board where kids could write things that other people did that showed real servanthood. So uh, I'm just really proud of, of everyone, recognizing that each one of us, we might have things that, that we really like, but we're part of something larger than ourselves, right? We're part of a group. And you guys really made Camp Yaladim shine uh, this year in a great way. I don't want to say too much because I'm sure in just a moment, Julie and Stacy are going to come and share a lot of things. Um, but there's one other thing I just wanted to say, and that is in the second chapter of Jeremiah. Isn't this interesting that this is our Haftorah portion? One verse. It says, My people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, to hew for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. You know what that means? Everybody, focus, focus, eye contact. All right, very good. All right, I'm going to read that again. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, to hew for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can have no water. What he's saying is, is that to be really happy and satisfied, I have given you what you need. But what you're saying is, you know what, I don't want that. I would rather want what I have. And I'd rather seek, again, just like what we were saying about uh, the Torah portion, about what's good for me, what I want, what I, you know, uh, the way I'd like to do it. And you know what that's like oftentimes? It's like having a glass of water with holes in it, right? That you pour the water in, and then you go to drink, and there's no water in there. Because all the water is poured out, Right? And so sometimes when we're just focused on what I want, is what I want to be, is what I want to do, and we don't really think, what would the Lord have me to do? Or what would be the best thing for me to do? That's where that cup holds that water, and you really feel full and satisfied. But when it's just all about me, then we pour the water in the cup, and, and all the water comes out. And that's what he's saying. This is, this is what Jeremiah is saying. He's saying, what you've done is I've given you so much, but you want to go and do something else, and you're never going to be satisfied. You're always going to have to look for something else. You'll never be satisfied till you say, Lord, what would you have me be? What would you have me do? How can I serve you? And isn't it wonderful that the Messiah has come, and that's who Yeshua is, and he is our king, and he is the one whom we serve. And he will give us joy and peace and satisfaction and, and self-control and stuff like that. And so that's a great lesson from our Torah portion and Haftorah portion uh, today.